Welcome back to the Two Beer Pod. Fired up today. Pod for the every man. I'm Jordan here with Drew. We Let's are get... fired up. Yeah, baby. Let's get it cracking with our two brew salute. Ah. Yeah, bro. What I. Uh... Sip... What are you sipping? Sipping on. Oh yeah, I uh, so I'm working on this Great Lakes uh, variety pack bottles. So I got Commodore Perry IPA. What you got? I have a Back to Reality IPA from Three Threes Brewing Company here in New Jersey. So three what? Threes Three Brewing Threes Company. Three. Oh. oh yeah. Huh. So it's got a it's got a picture of the Back to the Future DeLorean on the can and. God knows I want to go back to the future to Sunday at around 6.45. Mm, mm-hmm. So what do we got on tap today, bro? Hey, that's what I'm supposed to ask you. What do we got on tap, Drew? Well, I'm just flipping the script. What do you? Oh, what do we got on tap oh, today, okay. Jordan? All right. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, I love it. Love it. Let's go. Dude, I'm... All right. First beer... has got me hyped. Yeah. We, uh... The first beer we're going to talk about, uh... A little follow-up on the wrestling talk. We had some, uh... Some mailbag come in on that. Um oh, yeah. We're gonna recap the boxing. Um, your your upset pick Maloney and then uh, Crawford. Crawford put the whoop down on uh, Bud Cal Brook. Uh, a little quick Masters recap. Uh, we're gonna talk uh, NBA draft reaction, and we of course we're gonna talk about that parlay we hit. And then second beer is gonna be something a little fun. We're, it got me excited. I, I'm hoping to break some hearts tonight. Quite honestly, we're we're calling the this part of the show uh, stir up the crowd. And, like uh, yeah, we're going to talk about some plot points slash some scenes and some shows or movies that just kind of annoy you or confuse you that you just got to call out. So it's going to be a lot of fun there. I hope we get riled up. You know, I like being riled up. Oh yeah. Yeah, you do. Um, all right. Well, Hey, first let's, let's, uh, our, uh, loyal listener, Teddy, um, the winner of the first ever two beers pod giveaway. Yeah. Yeah. He, he sent us uh, a message. Uh, about wrestling so you want to read that off yeah yeah man so first off gave us a shout out thanking us for the shirt he uh he selected a a pretty sweet vintage bret hart t-shirt um very fitting for what the topic was last week Mm -hmm. so his question since jordan seems to have a razor sharp memory of the 1994 era in wwf does he remember when every wrestler had a gimmick isaac yankum duke the dumpster jersey the goon who was who was your favorite of the gimmicks yeah, it was like everyone had a side job. He was like, and it, and then I said, "Hey, don't forget IRS, the accountant, <laughs> and uh, the Repo Man." You know, oh, yeah, was, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so. Um, oh, and then his his other question. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. For your uh, for our buddy Joey Aces, who uh, who came up with three of his five favorites in this order: Val Venus, Buff Bagwell, or Dean Malenko. Dean Malenko. Yeah. Teddy thinks they would have made one hell of a stable. What would you have named them? Yeah. What would you have named them, Drew? I would have named them the Men of a Thousand Positions. <laughs> Playing yeah. on D. Malenko's name of the Man of a Thousand uh, Holds, and then uh, Buff and Valvinus being basically uh, f- fictional strippers and porn stars. Yeah. I would have called them like Los Caballos or something like the horses or the stallions or the studs or something like that. That's what okay. I would have. But uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, good stuff. So um, it's you know what? It's funny he brings up 1994 because um, 
my brother sent me a message, uh, Tori, and he he said, dude, I was screaming at you guys because Doink the Clown in that Little People's match, that wasn't against Bam Bam, that was against Jerry Lawler. And that Jerry Lawler had had uh, the three little people. It was um, Queasy, uh, Sleazy, and um, Cheesy. And <laughs> so... Uh, the funny thing about that, that was 1994. So uh, I don't yeah. know, man. I just like stuck on that 1994, whatever was going on in wrestling. I was, was in fourth grade. Yeah. Another, uh, another listener of the pod, Jimmy B also fact, fact checked us later on that as well. Uh, yeah. The year we were thinking of with Bam Bam, Doink actually had like men on a mission and the Bushwhackers dress up as like Doink the Clowns. I brought up the Bushwhackers like, last week. I am stuck on 94. It was a good year. It's a good year. Yeah, yeah, it was. Anyway, um, so so let's talk about uh, let's transition right into uh, boxing, man. That was um, the fights ended up being on ESPN. You didn't even have to That's pay right. for them. Yeah, I, I apologize for that correction. I tweeted it out for anybody that was interested in watching. So yeah, we ESPN did try and get that out. Gave, yeah. They gave it away for free again. Yeah, it was good. And um, man, hey, go ahead and recap the Maloney fight because you you were all over that, and then um. Boy, that was a yeah, BS so Maloney, ending. Maloney, Maloney Franco, too. Uh, Maloney was plus 145. You know, he lost the first fight, lost the, t- lost the title to Franco. It was a decision. It was a close fight. He just didn't have it that night. Um, so I really thought he was going to come out and just dominate and win. Um, and plus, his brother just lost to Inouye, so I felt like he was a little extra fired up. Um, he was just beating the pants off of Franco. Um and he landed about 50 i think they, they they estimated he landed close to 50 jabs yeah in the first two rounds and i say the first two rounds because the fight only lasted two rounds um mm-hmm. at the end of the first round franco's right eye pretty much swole shut mm-hmm. so you know they had the trainer look at him they said he was okay to keep fighting so they sent him out there for the second round once the second round was pretty much over the referee stopped the fight because he just he couldn't even see out of it he stopped um, it and he and he said, yeah, um, yeah. He said it was an accidental head. Well, everybody, everybody's assuming they're stopping it, and mm-hmm. Maloney's gonna, you know, be the be the be the new champion. Um, but yeah, the ref stops it because of what he says was an, it was an inadvertent headbutt that caused the eye to swell shut. Mm-hmm. So in Vegas, Vegas is the I think the only um, venue where they have instant replay instituted for boxing. Mm-hmm. So. The fight only lasted two rounds. That's a total of six minutes. It was like five and a half minutes. Yeah, that they, the fight lasted. They spent, and they did instant replay for like twenty five minutes. Yeah, and there was no no headbutt anywhere near this guy's right eye. Um, you know, it, it was nuts. Uh, there was not a lot of film to review, and they they zapruded the heck out of that. They and did. There was, yeah, almost there was as well no as no headbutt, even close. You, yeah. There's just all these slow mo replays of the jab getting this guy in the eye. Yeah, which he just kept. Landing. They weren't vicious jabs. I don't know why his eye swelled that quick, that fast. Maybe, maybe, maybe Maloney's thumb accidentally caught him. Oh, uh, like like a kind of weird thing like that. Yeah, but I mean, it is what it is. Um, and you know, then they were they were interviewing Franco's quarter and talking about. Um, yeah, he's like, ah, oh, he had he definitely headbutted. Yeah, us, he headbutted you know? me. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's like, dude, no, he didn't. Like, your guy lost. Um. Yeah. So I mean, they were looking at it for so long. It was like, it was robbery. Yeah, you kind of thought that they were going to reverse it. That's why they kept looking at right, it. Right. Yeah. Sure they got it right. 
And they didn't. They stuck with the referee's yeah. decision. Yeah, they just... they protected the ref. It was it was total BS. Yeah, I mean they basically won. Yeah, which uh... hey, what did Bob Arum say? He was he was, he's a promoter, and he was he's like I gotta get the f out of Vegas. He's like yeah. all these all, all these judges. He's like I gotta get the f out of Vegas. Yeah, I mean, been... the guy's eighty some, but he was fired up. Yeah, he's been frustrated. I know you know the the Loma Lopez scorecards definitely were a sign of frustration with him as well. Um, not a not a good past six months here for boxing refs and judges no um, so that was bad but you know luckily we didn't put a we didn't put that in our parlay because i would have been pretty pissed had we gotten drawn on that one seriously um but he but, was, I mean, and it was it was a shame too because after the fight he was talking you know i mean you just felt so bad for maloney talking he about was how, almost about to cry he was yeah, like been, man I mean, he's like i put so much into this yeah, he's, he's like been i've been for five months yeah it's and, like i've been in quarantine away from my family yeah. you know his kids and everything trying to win this belt back so now, yeah, they got to – and the thing, the thing, what they were saying was that, hey, you know what? On this night, he had this guy. That was his belt. So on the next night, who knows? He might not have the guy. So, um, yeah, that, that yeah, that's Yeah, it, it was disappointing. Um, so we'll see. We'll see if we get a part three. I got to imagine that they're going to fight for a third time. Uh, yeah, they probably um, will. I, I, don't know if, I don't know if they're both top rank. So if it is, then it's pretty easy to make, but – you know, hopefully, hopefully now with some of these vaccines, we can get back to fans because, yeah, the Vegas bubble, I've had enough of that that thing. Um, yeah. You know, let's get moving. But uh, on to the man, main event. Speaking of bubbles, dude, man, we there's with all these numbers rising, there are so many good fights yet to go. Like we got oh, yeah. T- Mike Tyson and Roy Jones next week. Yeah, we got um, uh, who else is coming up? in november uh, we december got, we got joshua joshua anthony joshua pulev for, tyson fury's uh, David, in december right he's actually getting moved to 2021 he just announced oh, he just announced december. it shoot um garcia and campbell was delayed because campbell um was diagnosed with covid but they're going to probably undercard that canelo is back he finally agreed to a fight he's gonna fight oh, yeah. um i think callum smith 168 yeah callum um, smith yeah and they're going to try to have Garcia and Campbell undercard that if Garcia hasn't lost too much momentum from his training. So gotcha. that'll be an exciting fight on uh, zone. Um, yeah. And then Shakur Stevenson's going to be fighting on December twelfth. But that was I the mean, other one in December. He's not fighting. Yeah. He's he's not fighting anybody worth tuning. I mean, yeah. Tune in to watch Shakur because he's great. But... When's Errol Spence fight? Oh, that's right. Good call. Yeah, Earl Spence fights December fifth against Danny Garcia. Yeah, that's, we got all these fights coming yeah. up the end of November and December, and it's like, man, I I hope I hope they happen. Well, and that one's that one's in TNT Stadium, so or AT whatever Dallas Stadium is. Um, yeah. So there's gonna be fans there. It's Showtime pay per view. So Team, it, wait, oh Dallas is oh, yeah. oh I or thought Fox you were saying Vegas. It's PBC uh, uh, PBC's uh, pay per view okay. outlet. So um, is it AT and T? I think it's AT and T. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, that's cool. So anyway, Bud Crawford. Um, there's not a lot to talk about here. Um, we uh, we kind of were we're thinking maybe Kel Brook maybe would at least have something for him. And he made what? It was the fourth round, and he maybe had won one round. I had I had Brooke up two one. Did I you thought, really? I thought Brooke took the first two rounds. Nah, I I, I had I had Bud on the second round. I, well, I I think once I, switched, I think that one was fifty fifty. Yeah, once once he switched to Southpaw in round mm-hmm. three, it was it was a round. Mm-hmm. Brooke didn't know. He, he could not know, adjust. Yeah, that. he just didn't know what to do. Um, I was a he, little bit surprised Bud switched that early. He, usually, he tries to. String I mean, that Brooke, out a Brooke, little bit more. Brooke was just tagging him with jabs, dude. He was. That's he, what I'm saying. Yeah, That's he, why I gave him the first two rounds. I thought he, I thought he was just hitting him with clean shots all over the place. Um, which was strange because Bud has the longer reach. So I didn't like, but but uh, 
Yeah, Brooke was was yeah, Brooke, hitting him with the Brooke, jab. Brooke's got good timing. So that's what he, he was just timing. Mm, yeah, it was. It was good timing. And then, but once once Bud went to the southpaw, it yeah, was. Yeah, that was it. And it, it was, was about a, a minute minute into the fourth round. He hits him with a, I guess it was it wasn't a jab. I guess it was like an overhand right. Um, just caught him cold right in the right 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 in between the eye socket and the nose. And uh, he basically, if it weren't for the ropes, he would have tumbled tumbled outside of the uh, out of the yeah. ring. Uh, so he he answered the ten count and then. Um, you know, 30 seconds later, but he's the best closer right now in boxing. Just finished him. And, uh, yeah. Referee jumped in and waved it off. Yeah, Guy man. So, uh, and, and in the, in the post post fight interviews, Brooke, uh, was like, it's like, man, I, I, I don't know. I just, I just couldn't see it coming. That's never happened to me before. I just couldn't see it. I mean, with a shot, I couldn't see. And I was just like, yeah, he did. That's why he's Bud Crawford. Yeah. I mean, it might be because he's got two broken eye sockets, but that's, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's neither here nor there. Yeah, so that was that was it was fun. It was short, short and yeah. sweet. I mean, that, the after when, yeah, when people tune in, because I know a lot of people were like, "Oh, Lemachenko, that was a boring fight." You and I didn't think it was boring, but no, when I people didn't. tune in to see like the big guys, that's what they want to see. They want to see somebody get punched in the face and fall through the ropes. Yeah, um, that's what happened on this one. Yeah, I mean, I want to. <laughs> I did yeah, not I wanna, disappoint. I want to see a fight where someone's got to go through adversity and then adjust mm-hmm. and then go through go through rise to that championship level. Yeah, that's why. I mean, that's what I want to see. Um, like Tyson, like Tyson said, everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the face. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was that was one leg of our parlay for Crawford to uh, was. to stop the fight with either a, a knockout or a TKO. Yeah, so we yeah so we took that one home early. It was um, minus the minus after, the aftermath of that fight is probably what's been the most interesting because you know they him him and Bob Arum had a had an interview afterwards where you know Arum Arum was calling out Spence basically saying Earl Spence will do everything to avoid um, Crawford. You know, bringing up Pacquiao, they're gonna, you know they're trying to make a Pacquiao fight happen, maybe over somewhere overseas where they can sell out an arena um, sometime in the spring. But then even after that, um, you know, somebody was talking to Aram, making the Spence fight happen, and he ba- he basically made a comment that he's tired of losing money over Terence Crawford. So if he's not going to promote himself, um, you know, that it's not worth keeping him. So that was that was a lot of talk over the last couple of days. Uh, Crawford well, responded. Bud's last... not an idiot. He's not out there trying to like, you know, just talk a bunch of crap like all these other guys. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, so Crawford... maybe that's maybe that's to his detriment. But yeah, I, don't I mean, know. Crawford was basically like, I mean, you're the promoter. That's your job. Yeah, uh, exactly. Like, and then dude, Spence, he... I forget what podcast it was on, but uh, Spence basically, yeah, Spence responded, um, basically saying like the, he's got no problem fighting him, but he's got to be he's got to be the A side and get sixty forty of the gate. To which Crawford was like. Well, I guess this fight will never happen because I'm I'm more accomplished than you. So why are you getting sixty forty? Yeah. So we'll see, we'll see that's if it where, happens. That's I, where like guy. That's when like um um what's his name came back to Loma um, Lopez and wanted more money and Lopez excuse me Lopez was just like okay whatever like Lope, like uh, Lo, Loma just wanted to make the fights happen yeah Loma he just basically cared about took, the yeah, fights. Loma took less and said here just give just give him the difference yeah. and we'll, we'll make it happen but uh, Bud's Bud's not about that um so um, at least not yet what was I gonna say yeah I mean I, I I meant to listen to Sean Porter's podcast before we got on tonight because he uh he's he I think he's gonna make the play for Crawford to try to fight him um that fight I'd love to see we talked about it last week I think yeah. that's the fight that uh would excite me the most but yeah so good stuff bud stays number one pound for pound um yep yeah big stuff easy so, uh, peasy lemon squeezy there that's right um 
Speaking of easy peasy lemon squeezy, uh, a little quick master's recap. Oh, hey, wait, before you do that, oh, oh, okay. I, I want to yeah, catch sure. you off guard here. Uh, I don't want to spend a lot of time on it, but what the hell's wrong with Deontay Wilder? Oh, gosh. Like, yeah. well, I've, I've been meaning to talk about this for like two weeks. Like, this guy's gone from like this feared, like, lion warrior yeah. to just a huge puss, man. Like, yeah. What oh my gosh. First, first he Big, first such a whiner, dude. First he loses. There, there's no shame in losing that fight. Like you know, right. I mean, yeah. first off he had the balls to fight Fury, which you know no one else is like no one else like in this day yeah. and age in boxing really does. Yeah. Um, you know he lost the fight. Like Fury came out with a game plan that he was going to go at him. I think Wilder just put on all that extra it. weight to, to yeah, just lean no, totally. on him and wear him down, and it worked. And I don't think anybody like anybody was really holding it against Wilder. So first, then then like I think a couple days after the fight. He comes out and says, "Oh, like the thing, the, the all of his armor the and ring was too his, heavy, and it wore." Yeah, his chainmail or whatever the heck he wore. Yeah, he wore like, like a forty, 40 pound pounds thing. too heavy. Mean, or, yeah. Meanwhile, a big he was bragging a couple of weeks before the fight how he does his sparring in a weight vest that's forty five pounds. So yeah, that didn't drive. And then you know a big thing that's been talked about for like six months is them accusing them accusing Fury of having loaded gloves. I, I still don't understand that. Yeah, um, they're inspected before and after. Like, what do you, It was I, yeah, the dumbest did, thing in the world. And, and they're they have a representative, I think, that checks it. Like, I think someone on both sides is there. Yeah. Um, so that made no sense. But like, okay, that I'll, okay, maybe you think something's going on there. Um, but then the latest two weeks ago, he's talking about how someone on his team, right. maybe even Fury, spiked his water. During the fight, so as he's like, as he's boxing, like someone. Yeah, yeah, I forgot. Dude, I, I skipped struck... over that one dude, straight to the most recent nuts. one. Um, and that, so, and but yet nothing. Yeah, so, they, think... someone on his own team spiked the water because it yeah. felt like he was drugged. He said, yeah, "Basically, he accusing, got hit yeah, temple, I think he was dude. accusing his trainer that threw in the towel to like you know prevent yeah. brain damage because he was getting like his literally getting his dude, brain you got hit beat in the in. temple. That's why you were dizzy." Dude, it, yeah, I mean, plus, and then, plus didn't they, he say something about he thought it was his his fingernails or something? Well, yeah, and that was the la- the latest thing is that he, when he, they were talking about the blood coming out of his ear, was that Fury's fingernails caused it? Like, so Throw what, the did glove? he magically take his glove off that nobody saw? Like, he's fat. He's literally faster than uh, the Flash that he was able to take his glove off, scratch you, or he's Wolverine where his nails are coming out of the glove. Like, dude, it, yeah, dude, it made no sense. Uh, he, oh my god, I, dude, I I loved Wilder like. I was really torn between him and Fury in that fight. Like I was rooting for Fury just because he's hilarious. But man, I, I just want to see this guy get beat down now. Like, ugh. yeah, I, I can't even think of anyone like anything like this. Like this guy just making up all these excuses. They're like, not, but they're just like out of left field. That's it's what I'm saying. Even, they're yeah. they're completely absurd. Um, yeah. I don't know. It, it's nuts. He's a what do you call it? He was on Brian Custer's pod. I I didn't listen to let the last stand. I just I may give it a try if anyone wants to go out there and watch it. It might be pretty entertaining to see the nonsense he'll come up with. But I wanted to get that out there. We're talking about boxing because I've I've had it on my uh, my list the last couple of weeks and I, I just kept forgetting to bring it up. Yeah, ridiculous. But back back to the Masters. Yeah, anyway, talking about easy peasy lemon squeezy. Um, yeah, Dustin Johnson ran away with the Masters. Um, so there's Insane. not a t- there's yeah there's not a ton to talk about there because he he kind of just cruised. Um, after day one and um, uh, the course itself was man it was interesting like it was it was very green which it's always very green but it was like a fall green and not like a spring green if that makes sense it was like a little bit darker all like I like I mentioned on the last pod there was all that extra pine straw everywhere it was even all over the greens at at some points the colors just didn't pop on the course like usual 
Um, I guess we get to go back there relatively quickly. I guess they're, you know, they're going to kind of get back to a norm, normal-ish schedule. Um, but uh, so, so that was weird. And just the fact that those dudes were just crushing the course was just, it just felt off. But um, other notables, my, my dark horse, uh, Matt Wolf, was minus four on day one, looking nice. And then he ended up missing a cut. He wasn't like, it was kind of like not close. Um, but the dude that cracked me up, Cam Smith, he finished second, uh, tied for second, minus was he 15. Was minus 15? Minus 15. And I kept calling him Carl Smith Jr. the whole time. <laughs> um, but he was the first player ever to have four rounds in the 60s at, at Augusta. So that, that was right? wild. Yeah, yeah, it was wild. Like this dude, he's, he looked like a baby face with a bad mustache, with like an orangish, like bad mustache. So I kept calling him Carl Smith. And then the other guy I really like, um, Sun J M out, out of um, Korea, and um, I for I like him for two reasons. He he also finished tied for second for minus fifteen. Um, number one, he has a backswing that is just the slowest, most deliberate backswing you've ever seen. He he kind of just it, like it, you you think like your TV is like pausing or skipping, and then you realize like oh crap, that's just how this dude swings. Um. But the other reason I like him is is he, he came over on the PGA Tour. And, he, I mean, the dude literally lived out of his suitcase from hotel to hotel. Is that right? And, yeah, he finally won a tournament earlier this year. And he was just, like, so excited. He said, you know what? I'm so happy. I'm going to buy a house. My parents are going to come live with me. He's like, I don't have to live out of a suitcase anymore. And I was like, wow. Like, that's, like someone going all the way. a good story. Yeah, someone coming, like, halfway across the earth to like pursue their dream be awesome at it with this crazy backswing and like you know just just get out on the road and get after it so he, he uh, he's a cool guy I like him um so that was cool justin thomas was my favorite that i liked he finished fourth at minus 12 other notables uh rory finished minus 11 he was terrible on day one roared yeah, back the final three days the high so, the highlight of the masters for me was when they got him on the they they got his his audio on on that one. Was it a part three where he just like hit it into the water and after he swings he's like that is just terrible. Yeah, yeah. Basically making him seem like all the all of us normal folk that uh, yeah. You know what? A, a moment. Basis. Speaking of Rory acting like normal folk earlier in the year when he was talking to uh, Justin Thomas, I was thinking about this. It cracks me up. And he was like, you know what? You know, there's Irish accent. He's like, We're, we've been kind of on a Domino's kick. And Justin Thomas is just cracking up. He's like, no, no, seriously. When you go to a new town and you don't know the pizza, he's like, you just, you just, it's just good. It's consistent. You know, and, <laughs> and Justin Thomas was just losing it. So um, that, that cracked me up. But uh, John Rom finished tied for seventh, minus 10. Same with Kepka. He tied for seventh, minus 10. Uh, Tiger. Tiger. Just, nah, oh. He just faded. You know, he wasn't able to hang. Um, he, he had that. Uh, 10 on a par three <laughs> well that was the last day so he was yeah last day some stuff happened yeah but. and then he went on a tear after that four or five birdies after that um that was but, that was a that was a real dt's man because he like day one he's like minus four yeah, was, you know yeah. he's like okay all right day two he's still alive even though some other guys are starting to like get up to minus nine like he's not out of it yet and then day three like he just couldn't make that jump to get up yeah. into the you know the nine on moving day nine, he moved the wrong tens. way um and uh, DeChambeau tied for thirty fourth minus two, just nothing. He had so uh, it was fine, you know. It was it was it was it wasn't like the real Masters, but it was it was good to see Augusta. So uh, we'll be back soon. 
Yeah, no, it was it was good to have Dustin some, Johnson, uh, man. Just some when, fun when he's on, when he's on, he is. <laughs> it kind of reminds you like old Tiger. It's like when 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 Dustin Johnson is Justin Dustin Johnson is on. Um, but yeah. Anyway, I, I don't have anything else to say on the Masters. How about you? No, nah, no, nah, yeah. It was fun stuff, and uh, like I said, I think uh, you know uh, when when Tiger's when Tiger's competitive, man. It, it, you know the boys are buzzing. extra juice, dude. It's yeah, it's not like you know everyone. Um, I think uh, day one, day two, like half my phone's being blown up by like the Tiger watch. It's like he's just yeah, 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 yeah dude. He's it's it's insane. We talked. I mentioned it a couple weeks ago. Who's who's more influential to a sport, Tiger or Jordan? And uh, you know, I think I think I think Tiger. Is definitely it, but we, Mon, that's Tiger, a story for another day. Hole. Yeah. Um, anyway, so another uh, reaction we have here that just happened yesterday, and quite honestly, so it's an NBA draft. Yeah. There are so many trades and everything. It's like it's hard. It's kind of hard to keep track of who's with who. Um, that's right. But anyway, what were especially some of the for things... you? You were uh, you were quite in the dark over a number of trades that happened over the last two days today. When yeah. We talked. Yeah, like all of a sudden, um, who was it going to OKC? And I was like, Danny, did... Danny Green. Was yeah, Danny Green. To OKC I was like, wait, like six days ago. Which I, which I knew Schroeder or Schrader or however you say it Schroeder. was. Uh, yeah, I knew I knew Schroeder had went to the Lakers, but I didn't notice that Danny Green had went to OKC. Yeah, Danny Green was part had to go for the cut for the money to work. Um, I didn't even realize that. Yeah, so. Oh, what were, man, what, what, are a, the, what were the top couple things? We'll we'll get to Miles Powell because that's our boy. But like, what were what were some of the things that like stood out to you? Yeah, I mean, the biggest winner on draft day, and I'm going to say draft day as a whole, were to my delight, and this is no bias, the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, really, dude the six the Sixers this all within eight hours the Sixers were able to. Move Al Horford's contract, which had that's a biggie, yeah. dude. Which had three years, eighty plus million dollars on it. And I'll we'll have a pod devoted to how much that guy sucks and how he has just <laughs> stolen money for for years. At some point, he's terrible. I've uh, anyway. I'm not gonna get you into moved, it. I'll never, you moved I'll never your boy stop. Richardson too. But they were able to move that guy without attaching any young assets. They got they gave a 2025 lightly protected first round pick. Like sure. Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons may be long gone in 2025, so it is what it is. Like, whatever would have happened will happen, so I don't care. Uh, and then they get Danny Green back, which who knows what will happen, but, like, they're a team that desperately needs shooting, and they get Danny Green back in that trade. And he's only got one year left on his deal. So they they essentially just completely made their roster flexible the next two, two or two to three seasons because of that deal. Um, so that that happens. Then they, they're sitting at, excuse me, at 21 – and usually, like, you know, 18 to 30, you know, you kind of just take, you know, upside guys, like, you know, just guys that you think might, you know, might pan out a little bit for your team. They end up getting, um, out of Kentucky, Tyrese Maxey, who, he was t- he was a top 10 projected pick. Yeah. So I don't I don't know how he fell. Now, yeah. I wasn't, like, overly as high on him as a lot of these other Kentucky guys that have come out the last, like, five or six years. But he's a good player. I mean, to fall for him to fall to twenty one to them, that's incredible value. He's a six three guard combo guard that can score. Um, you know, he's a good defender. He he didn't shoot great from three. Um, he only shot thirty percent. But in big games against like the top, I think I think they they 
they measured it out the t- against top top ranked teams. He shot forty percent from three, so that tells me he's a gamer. Um, he had that game, that huge game one in uh, nut or big nut shot against Michigan State, the first or second game of the season last year. Yeah. So big pick there, and then you know, then at then in beginning of the second round, they then trade Josh Richardson to Dallas for Seth Curry. So they add. Yeah, more shooting two to shooters. The team. Yeah, um, and Seth yeah. Curry's shooting has been awesome the past couple. Oh years. yeah, his his shooting his, percentage I think his is catch, great. His, yeah, his catch and shoot spot up three point percentage is I think forty forty five percent. I thought it might like be that. a little higher. Him and JJ Redick were the highest last year in the league. So I think I want to say it was like forty seven percent. Yeah, JJ was so 45. good. But either way, I like Josh Richardson. I think I think the pressure of Going from Miami, where like there wasn't a lot of expectations on the team, coming to the Sixers, where it was championship or bust mentality, I think that messed with him a little bit. Um, Which I, he was on Miami before they got Jimmy Butler. That's why they didn't have expectations then. We know yeah, they correct. were in the yeah. championship. Yeah, I mean, yeah, people <laughs> thought they'd be a sub five hundred team. Like, yeah, that's it. Um, and so I wouldn't have minded if they could keep him. Uh, the biggest thing for me was, could they? Was there any way they were going to be able to get rid of Horford without having to give up a bunch of talent for like a team to absorb him? So I'm going to pick them. Um, they're the biggest winners. The other team that I had was I kind of had the Kings. I, I'm not as big on your boy Halliburton, but, you know, somehow people thought he was going to go in the top six or seven, and they got him at 12. No, so. neither am I, Drew. Neither, I, I, I like his playmaking, but, like, his shot is weirder than Lonzo weird. Balls. Yeah. And, like, so I don't know what – like I don't know how that plays in the NBA. It might he yeah. might be. I mean, we've seen some guys with weird shots have success in the NBA. So I, yeah, I love I his know. playmaking. But you know what? At six five, a point guard in in the NCAA, he, that was big. He's not necessarily big anymore in the NBA. So yeah, I like him, but like I don't. Yeah, I don't and know I how and I just plays. say that because one one it's if you know just because of where he was projected to go. It's that they're yeah you know, they got a value pick at twelve um, yeah twelve right? but it also yeah. gives them some flexibility because Buddy Heald apparently wants out um you know I'm I'm sure eventually De'Aaron Fox will want out of that that place too so yeah. it at least gives them possibly a young talented guard to take their place so yeah um you know kudos to the Kings uh, yeah my biggest losers uh I don't know what the Suns are doing at I think they picked a ten um they took Jalen Smith out of Maryland um. I, I know, like Jalen Smith. I just well, the only memories I have of Jalen poor Smith, man's DeAndre. The only memories I have of Jalen Smith is getting getting busted up by Romero Gill um, yeah. two years in a row. So yeah, I mean that's a stretch for them. Like they just traded for Chris Paul. Like they have DeAndre Eaton. I probably would have gone Halliburton if I were them. I mean, why not take a guard like a young guard to learn from Chris Paul um, and give yourself some depth there. Uh, I just or a wing like uh, my man Sadiq Bay who was still there. There was just a, I thought there was a lot of a lot more talent at the the guard wing position that would benefit them. Um, I just yeah I didn't I didn't get the Jalen Smith pick there. Um, and the the Bulls at four taking Patrick Williams. Guys never started a game in his life. That's a pure upside pick based on what he did during the combine from a measurable standpoint. Yeah. Dude, that's a team that's been bad for too long. Uh, I like. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Fourth overall like, pick. Yeah, hey, I, he may be great. Like, hey, I, you know, I, yeah, I hope. The like, kid what's the difference well. between him and Sadiq Bay? I guess, I guess he's way more athletic, and he has. Yeah, a I mean, yeah. I but, just, uh, yeah, I like for them. I would have tried to go for. I like to me, Obi uh, or Abi Top Topping would have maybe yeah. been a better pick. Uh, 
we'll we'll see. I just think like that 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 team just it's it, it's time to like at least make an eight or seven seed in the lousy East for them. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's not getting it done. So those were the biggest things from the draft. Yeah. Oh my my fun uh my my fun pick. And I was joking with a couple of my buddies who are Magic fans. I was hoping to God that Cole Anthony got drafted by the Magic because I can't wait until the stories come out about how bad he is just mind-screwing Markel Fultz in practice and bullying that guy. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm not a Marcus F- Markel Fultz guy or fan. Any any torment that goes upon him, I'm drinking. I'm taking a sip to that. Nice. Um, so my, my couple things was number one overall pick was Anthony Edwards out of Georgia. And apparently this dude is just weird, but um yeah, he openly talks about how much how he may not love basketball. Yeah, so I got the <laughs> quotes right here. He says, uh, "To be honest, I can't watch basketball." He retells the story of the first time he dunked, and he realized then he'd be in in the NBA over his first love of football, yada yada. Um, he and then he says about basketball, eh, "I'm still not really into it." He says, "I love basketball. Yeah, it's what I do." And the the author here says he's not entirely convincing. He says if he were drafted by the NFL tomorrow, he'd let basketball go. Quote, because you can do anything on the field, he explains. You can spike the ball. You can dance. You can do all type of disrespectful stuff. In the NBA, he says, you can't do any of that. You'll get fined. <laughs> yeah. So he <laughs> it gets better. He, go, he, he goes on to say that he's an aspiring rapper. He's already recorded a few tracks with his older brother, Bubba. So, like Damian Lillard, quote, but I really can rap, he says. Dame talking about, I don't know what he's talking about. I'm rapping like Lil Baby. He says he won't release any songs until he establishes himself in the NBA first. <laughs> so, not Very only that, but, but I also read about this dude. He would go in a, like a um, hibachi buffet, like a Benihana, and he would take his own food and fry it up on the table, they said. Oh, my God. And they said he would go over to other people's dinner par- party and just, like, move their food out of the way and just start frying up his food. And they're like, they had to kick him out. They're like, dude, what are you doing? So <laughs> this dude seemed and, – and, and the Timberwolves took him first overall. So I don't know. To me, I feel like that's like remember, – remember in the NFL a few years ago when Larry Tunsil was, like, a top five pick? And yeah. then he got caught smoking weed with a gas mask, like like hot boxing yeah. a, a gas mask, like before the draft. Yeah, like, as they, the draft like, like four on. hours before the draft, yeah. and then yeah. he fell from like number two overall or whatever to like number eleven. And and like, dude, this guy, yeah, like for sure. Oh. So whatever. So um, that uh, I'm very interested to see how this guy plays. Um, second thing, Obi Toppin, love New York Knicks. That's that's my brother's team since the '90s. Yeah, love. Um, so really hoping he does well. And then, which takes us to another new New York Nick, our boy, Miles Powell. Trenton, New Jersey. What Trenton makes, the the world world takes. takes. Miles Powell. So he did not get drafted. Which was horseshit. And he was, there was national news saying, is is this the biggest snub of the draft? Yeah, that was weird. Like, I, I wasn't expecting that. What, the national news to be all over it? Yeah, like Bleacher Report. Like, I, I was yeah. not expecting a lot of that. And it just goes to show you, man. Like, Miles, dude, Miles, the kid, the kid's a winner. Um, He's played in big game. I, I was he got talking- mad, and he immediately said, I only know one thing to do right now. And he was in the in the Seton Hall Auxiliary Gym putting up shots. It, yeah, he was so mad. He, didn't, he couldn't sleep. And I saw him on his Instagram. Yeah, and some uh, of these, like... 
yeah, some of these teams that just do the stash the the stash and grab guys overseas for like six years for the cap and these upside dudes, you know, for I I always lean back to the Raptors with Fred Van Leet, Fred Van Vliet, like sometimes just Take having a, a good guy player and develop them. Yeah, like but not even that, but sometimes having a guy that's played four years of college and just knows how to win and play in big games, like that matters, man. Like that is valuable. Um It could. It all depends on the individual. So yeah, we're, I, we're we're pulling for Miles. He's our boy. If we if we win the parlay this week, we uh I we And the look. Knicks don't have a lot of guards. The Knicks need no, guard don't. play. They just released like They five just guys released Alfred too. Payton. Yeah. Um they got a couple guys, Reggie Bullock and and things like that. Uh, Fr- uh Frank Nicol uh, I can't even say his name. Nick Nectalina uh, or whatever. Smokes. Yeah, so um, they got a couple, but they don't have a lot of guards. So no, they don't. And, and, and everyone in the NBA plays. Well, I was gonna say everyone in the NBA plays a twelve-man rotation, but maybe not Tom Thibodeau, their new coach. So <laughs> yeah, right. So um, that that was the other point I made. I'm like, how can this guy not get a chance? Everybody's playing twelve guys deep, like for nine minutes to go out there and chuck some threes. Like this, I think he can do it. Um, so. Yeah, I uh, pulling hard. For I, we boy. talked about it last night. I think his field goal percentages hurt him, but dude, he he had he suffered a concussion against Rutgers. bad concussion to start the year. And, yeah, I mean he was he was the fire. number one guy. He had the green light in every situation, so he's chucking up shots on yeah, double but he and triple was teams. The concussion, like he was shooting good percentages. He was. Like, he was. He was. He was. He was efficient. Like I just think he never. He came back. He came back quick. Like I just think. I just think he ne- his equilibrium never. Just never balanced out. I that. I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, we'll see. I think uh, I, I I pretty if he's still on the roster come opening opening night and uh, fans are allowed. We getting jerseys. Uh, we got to uh, jer- yeah. We well we got to find a way to get tickets to the game too. If there's if we there's win a fans. couple more parlays, we may do a season ticket package. Shoot. Speaking of which, speaking of parlays, let's get right into that. So, uh, we talked about firstly. Coastal Carolina was on our pick on the pod um, last Slow week. Start. They had a COVID outbreak, Oof. so that game was canceled. But I was toggling back and forth between them and Marshall. So we put out on the on the social media, we're going to go with Marshall. Marshall hit relatively early, uh, and but just didn't extend it. So they actually only covered by like four points. Um, but they, they hit early, and that was good. We hit the Bud Crawford, and then – the the big debate we had was the over in that Arizona Cardinals and Buffalo Bills game, and it looked like it was going to go over, and um, Arizona was up uh, like three or four points. They were up three. They were trying to go up ten, which would have been great because that means Buffalo would have been able to do the two-minute drill, score a garbage-time TD. It would have covered easy. Kyler Murray throws it over the middle. Larry Fitzgerald... Now, it was a dive, but the guy dropped the ball, and he fumbled it right into the defense's hands. And I'm like, Drew, we are going to lose this on a Larry Fitzgerald yeah, it was, drop. We were on the like, phone together. How does that happen? It was like, depressing. How does Larry Fitzgerald drop the ball, and we're going to end up losing this? So, sure enough, Bills take the ball, go down and score. They're up by a four. Uh, over was 56 and a half. The score was 30 to 26. We're, we're losing by a half. There's like 30 seconds left. And it's like, sure, the Cardinals have a timeout, but they blow it kind of mean, meaninglessly. They're not getting anywhere. Yeah. They're still and like, like Murray's 50. not even looking to make plays with his legs. Like, no, he's just like, like everything they're doing is just not good. And so they're like 50 yards out. And then. Well, I'll show you what happens in the field goal. 
something miraculous happens. Murray scrambles. He floats one up in the air. Here, there's nothing to fear. A hell, Mary. Into triple coverage. Dude, triple just, coverage. Dude, the over hits on the last play. Dude, Murray, yes. flicks, Murray flicks that flicks that thing like it's a freaking tennis ball. DeAndre Hopkins in triple coverage makes this ridiculous catch. Somehow they win the game and we cover. But and even more terrible, they they didn't even mess around with kicking the extra point, afraid of it getting blocked and losing yeah. the game. They knee it, which then cost uh, anyone that took the um, took the points this in point the game. Spread. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cardinals were favored by uh, two and a half points, and and so instead of kicking the extra point, because if they if the extra point gets blocked and returned, it's a tie game. So they knelt on the extra point. They won by two, That's and right. it was a two and a half point spread. Yeah. So so Talk about we avoided that, that too. So, whoo, whoo. Oh, now man. now, Is granted, it... this one wasn't for as much. You know, we had to start over. So it was a ten dollar bet to win like forty five or something. Imagine imagine if we would have won the week before. <laughs> And we were up. We, that was we, like a thousand dollar bet. Imagine we rolled oh. three thousand on those three, and that oh. and that's what came up, and we would have made like been up to like five or six oh, grand. God. Oh god, dude, that would have been awesome. Um, is there a better voiceover song to any sporting like play than the Titanic music right now? No, no, no. they're so much fun. Every time there's a big big winning play in sports, uh, dude, I'll I'll, casu- I'll casually just go back to YouTube to get the voiceover from when Bryce Harper hit a grand slam against the Cubs <laughs> in the bottom of the ninth. Like it was. Just, Whoever whoever does that stuff is just spectacular. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, man, we covered again. We're now we're now picking at eighty percent. Eighty. Come on, guys. Hop 80%. on a wagon. And we're, right. we're grown men with full time jobs, just doing this <laughs> yeah. for fun, and we're just picking pulling these 80%. out of our butts. Anyway, um, we're like Matthew so, McConaughey from that movie with Al Pacino when he's uh when he's picking picking games at eighty percent. That's us right now, <laughs> except we don't look as good as McConaughey. Eh, I kind of do. Yeah, uh, yeah, okay. I'd say you're more like Pacino in that movie, but sure. Sure. All right. Well, uh, so this week, I'll keep it short and sweet. Um, I'm looking at number four, Clemson, 35 and a half. That is a ton of points. I get that. You you love the 30-point spreads. Dude, uh, I'm sorry, but, like, here's my my thing. Florida State stinks this year. They They are not the Florida State of five or ten years ago. And Clemson now, after losing to Notre Dame, they have to stomp teams. And and they're getting uh, Trevor Lawrence back. They have to stomp teams to stay in the playoff hunt. So I, they are not going to – they're just not going to put take their foot off the gas. They're going to – they're just going to go and try and win seven. They they beat uh, – they, they won a game 70-7 to seven earlier this year, and they're going to try and do it again. So um, that, I'm taking Clemson 35 and a half. Uh, let me check my app. That's a different app. Um, let me just see what what this app has it at. But I'm gonna say 35 and a half. What what uh what are you looking at? Uh, I didn't even have to think twice about this. I'm going under Eagles Browns in Cleveland, 47 and a half. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. If if somehow the Eagles manage to score points in this game, like I'm I'm done. Like I'm I'm just done. Like it's not. Like, they can't do anything. Oh, my app has it at 34 and a half. What's I that? Think it has it. My app has it at thirty-four and a half, so it'll be either thirty-four and a half or thirty-five and a half. I'm taking it either way. Oh, you're talking about the spread. I think you're talking about the over/under. Oh, like, sorry, dude, sorry, not, sorry. No, Clemson. Right. Um, 
Yeah. Okay. So Eagles. Well, we Browns should. If you what? got it a third, we should take the thirty-four and a half tonight. Put the bet. Put the bet in before it goes up. Okay. Yeah, I'll do that. Uh. Yeah. So I'm gonna go under Eagles Browns. Although I, I I pulled this up a few few days ago, so I don't know if this was from a few days ago or if this is still active. So either way, I'll okay. try and put. I'll put. I it wish in there was boxing. There. Well, there is boxing, but it's nobody exciting worth betting on. So uh, you're going under in the Eagles Browns, which yeah. I think makes sense because the Browns are going to want to run the ball because Baker. Oh, uh, for sure, yeah. And like I said, the Eagles aren't putting up points on anybody. So. Okay, that's forty-seven and a half. Yeah, I like that. Um, and then what's our third going to be? I don't know. What do you like? What, what have you seen out there? I'll tell you, I'm a little. I don't like big spreads, and I don't like betting divisional games. I kind of like this minus eight for the Chiefs against the Raiders on the road, just because the Raiders the, the Raiders gave them their only loss, and I could just see them coming out one and just beat the crap out of them. Uh, what else have you seen, though? Let's let's talk this one out. Um, so, in terms of NFL, um, the only thing I was thinking of was um, Atlanta getting points for New Orleans Saints, just because do we trust Jameis to, like, win by a lot is Jameis definitely playing uh yeah breeze is out for at least a couple weeks he's got Today was that official oh yeah he's got he's got i can't remember if they're bruised or broken ribs and a collapsed <sighs> lung i wouldn't be opposed to taking taking the falcons but um, I, I i was looking back at college florida is playing vanderbilt that's a 31 point spread vanderbilt is zero and six <laughs> um so i was thinking about that um, I, I kind of like the Dolphins minus three and a half against the Broncos. Dolphins. The only other the other thing I liked in college kind of was Cincinnati versus UCF. The under sixty three and a half, just because Cincinnati's defense is really good. Um, but let me. You said the. Oh come on, refresh. So you said you said the Dolphins minus three against Dolphins the Broncos. Dolphins are on the road minus three and a half. I mean they're on fire. And... They are on fire, which it, that's kind of what scares me. Um, are they Den- due to what lose? does Denver have going for them? Though, like kind of nothing, right? No. Like Drew Locke is banged up. Their defense is in shambles. They he's have play- a bunch of good. Drew, ru- Drew Locke's playing though, right? He's supposed to, but he's he has a questionable tag right now. God, I'm gonna have to update my fantasy league so I don't give you an easy win. Yeah, but um, they do have good good a good running back and good young receivers. Um, Denver, so um, and they are at home. I don't know what the weather's gonna be. Um. I'll go with it if you want. I can tell you right now. 52 degrees. Oh, that's pretty good for Denver. Yeah, what do you like? I OD'd in Denver once. What do you What do you like of those? So we're looking at um, Florida to cover 31, um, Cincinnati and UCF, the under 63 and a half, and then Miami to cover the field goal. Um or New Orleans, or I mean the Falcons. Oh uh, yeah, or 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 the Falcons. The Falcons have been getting big leads on everyone. I, I don't I don't know what that means in terms of this spread. They're they're on the road. Um, I don't know, man. What what what? Do you, which way are you leaning? <sighs> What'd you say? Florida Florida Vandy is thirty Min- minus thirty one. That's a that's a lower spread than I took versus Clemson. And Vandy's zero and six. Yeah. Have they? What are, what are their what are their game, their scores? Yeah, like? so their scores have been um, the last two games. Er, they lost at Kentucky thirty eight thirty five and at Mississippi State twenty four seventeen. Before that, they lost to Mississippi fifty four twenty one. South Carolina, who stinks forty one seven. LSU, who is actually 
the underdog against Arkansas for um, this week, but they lost to them 41-7. They lost at Texas A&M 17-12. Couple, these are all so a cu- cu- couple blow well 41-7 twice in a row. Thir- they lost by 30 to Mississippi. Um, so I mean, it's this is their first ranked opponent they're playing. I, it, I, we don't have to go there. That's fine. Um, let's let's do let's let's do either the Falcons, Saints, or Dolphins, Broncos. Which one do you like better? Uh, let's do let's do the uh, the Dolphins. That way, I could blame you if it goes bad. Uh, but would you like that one? I mean, I'll, I'll yeah. I'll... I mean, I don't, dude. I I said this last week. I do not have. We're at the point in the season where I don't have a good feel on the NFL. Um, let's go beginning Tua. the beginning let's, of the let's, year. Let's get the Tua magic going. Let's do it. Let's roll it. Yeah, let's do Tua. Yeah, minus minus three. And that's a They're, good defense. That's a good defense too, man. They are playing well on defense. So so Dolphins to cover three at the Broncos. Um, the under in the Eagles Browns forty seven and a half, and then Clemson to to roll. That's that's the that's the three gamer this week. I like them. I like them. All right, let's, let's. I can't. I can't wait till we. I t- can't wait till we. Uh, we talk about who we're going to take in the Tyson Roy Jones fight next week. Oh God. Okay. So let's crack open two Bruce salute on this number two. Um, I got a uh, Trogues Blizzard of hops. Um, oh, that sounds I don't, delicious. I don't know if I. I don't know if I drank this one on the pod already, but um, it's an IPA as well, and uh, I don't think it's so. A, a winter I'm a big, IPA. I'm a big Trogues guy. Yeah, it's good. It's good. You you sticking with the uh, that, oh, yeah. uh, back threes, to the future three. thing? I mean, you know, you know, you know. I love my threes. So mm-hmm. three pointers, three sums. Yeah, That's how I roll, bro. Yeah. All right. So we're gonna call this segment "Stir Up the Crowd." Ooh. And um, we're we're gonna have a jingle eventually that's gonna prominently feature that lyric. So we're kind of going with that. But um, we um we kind we what we want to do is talk about these shows and movies where um. It's things that kind of annoy you, or they're kind of out of place. Whether it's whether it's a plot line or like a specific scene, just something that basically gets y'all riled up while you're watching a show. Um, yeah, and and I, and I didn't rank these in order per se, but I actually got eleven instead of ten. Eleven. Um, yeah. Um, so I'm I'm gonna jump right in here. What do you and got? Keep this thing moving. But um, so off the bat, we talked about Walking Dead episode one. The zombies in Walking Dead are so inconsistent. It drives me nuts. Right. Uh, episode one, season one, episode one, they're like literally picking up like chunks of, of like cinder blocks and trying to bang in windows. And to the point where um, they are like two like ninjas, uh, Eastman and uh, Morgan Jones are going up against a singular zombie and one of them gets bit and dies. And now like in, in current seasons, it's like, Someone could be in the middle of a horde and just like push them out of the way because they like these zombies are so weak they like can't even lift their arms up. It's annoying. Come on, guys, you got to be better than that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, the the Walker inconsistency, yes, the consistency has definitely been a topic of our uh, our debates on some of the, especially when they end up killing some people. How uh, how some are moving fast, Ridiculous. And some are moving slow for sure. Yeah. What, what right. do you got? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I'll stick it. Uh, I didn't really rank him either. I kind of did, but yeah, I'm, I'm gonna match you. Walking Dead. Um, season, the season six, cliff, the season six cliffhanger ending, when Negan, played by Jeffrey Moore or Jeffrey Dean Morgan, shows up, and lines him up and does any meeny miny mo. Um, I thought I was super annoyed by the fact that they did a cliffhanger, just because like 
you know, there's no suspense anymore with IMDb and Twitter and all these uh, bloggers. Like, I think within three weeks they already knew who died. Like, yeah, you know, and then well, the big the big giveaway was there was two people that died, and they uh, and somebody in in one of the Comic Con slipped like, yeah, both the people that died, and everyone was like, both what? Yeah, I mean, you just can't keep this up. And yeah, the. The old the old executive producer Scott Gimple was like, well, you know, the point of that the point of that episode was Rick Grimes Rick Grimes the leader. His story's over now. Now he's not the leader. This it's like, all right, Scott, you just want to entice people to keep watching the show, okay? Like you want them to tune in. I thought it would have been much better had they shown Negan bashing in short round and Abraham's heads in that episode, so that all summer you're talking about, wow, Negan is effing legit, like. I just I I didn't let that's always stuck in my crawl. Um, yeah, you know that in the dumpster scene, but oh, you know gosh. that really I that just set the tone for yeah how the how the savior war was gonna go. So yeah. that that was that was something that really all right. Hey, my gears. I got one more Walking Dead, so oh jeez, we'll, all right, we'll just roll with that and get it out of the way. But um, dude, the show now it telegraphs all of its character deaths so bad, and it's like oh yeah, you know, it used to be season three, episode three, uh, they had um. Uh, my boy, um, oh, T-Dog, you know, just take one uh, for the yeah. team, um, for, for Carol. And, um, you, you know, there was no telegraphing. It was anybody could die at any minute. And that was the awesomeness of the show. It's like, yeah, it this really is a zombie was. apocalypse. You could be ripped just to shreds in, in a heartbeat. And now it's like, when someone dies, it's like, you must see Michonne's fate last three episodes. And it's like, okay, thanks. Like, <laughs> I guess there goes that. Um, anyway, I hate when shows do that. Yeah, it's it's definitely taken a lot of luster out of just how amazing the uh, show was, or or like death just that just make no sense and are yeah. stupid. Yeah. All right, now let's start to ruin some favorites. Let's get into this. All right, what do you got? No, you want to go? You want to match me, or you um, want me to do my extra one? Yeah. So let me. Uh, what do I want to go with here? Um, I'm gonna go with my Star Wars one. Ooh, I got some of those. Go uh, ahead. Part of my biggest Star Wars beef that like still kind of bothers me, like we all kind of make like jokes about how awful the stormtroopers are and how like they can't hit anything and have <laughs> such terrible aim at targets. Like, what does that really say about the Jedi that pretty much a stormtrooper army like took them all out? Like, <laughs> you know, no, during the, during I never the thought of it that way. Like, was it just like I mean, yeah, you could say sheer volume of numbers, but like. These things can't hit anything. So, like, the, the Jedi have these superpowers where they can anticipate all this stuff with their <laughs> lightsabers. And, these, and, like, we're just making jokes about, ah, these stormtroopers, they're terrible soldiers, and they can't hit anything. But, like, the Jedi are supposed to be this almighty, powerful, like... You talking about, then, episode three, then? Yeah, like, where they take out the Jedi. It's just, yeah. like, you know, it makes no sense. Like, again, you could say, all right, sheer volume, but I'm like... That's all we do is make jokes about it. Even in The Mandalorian, they're talking about how ter- they show you how terrible aim these guys are. Yeah. But they took out the most powerful like force in the uh, in the universe. And there there was it's not like like there was no Death Star yet. There was no threat of Vader. Like he's burning up on the uh, you know on that island when Obi Wan's like laughing at him about the high ground. Like yeah. it was pure stormtroopers. So I that kind of I was thinking about that earlier. That that that, that just kind of doesn't hold water. Yeah. No, that's a good point. I never thought of that. Um. Other than the whole volume thing, we'll have to pass that on to Casey. See, see what Casey. Oh thinks yeah, about that. Casey's we'll... gonna love this segment because I have a couple Star Wars. But um, go ahead. So, um, sorry, hold on. Beer burp. Anyway, um, okay. And I've talked to Casey about this at length, but 
um, in the, in the last one. So I guess it was episode what um, nine. How Palpatine is just oh, cloned, like ad infinitum. He's just cloned, and all of the clones retain the same level of the Force or more. Like how? Like that's that's BS. You could just keep it going. You can just keep your evilness going. Like, why didn't the Jedi's do that then? Like, right? Maybe because it was not natural, and they were about being all natural and well, all that. I guess, like, like we, we don't we don't know that all the Jedi haven't been cloned yet. But this is this is my point. Like, <laughs> come on. Like, really? And 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 I will say, and this isn't necessarily something that grinds my gears, but. Like, to me, that just set off the whole... I'm getting another echo, I swear to goodness. Um, anyway, th- that kind of, like, recast the whole series to be all about, like, how Senator Palpatine rises to power and tries to take over... Like, to me, that's the story of Star Wars now. Because the good guys kind of come and go. And, uh, other than, like, the Skywalker family? Um... Because, you know, obviously with Anakin and then Luke, but, dude, it just, anyway, getting back to the cloning, come on, man. Like, (laughs) that's, like, they abandoned the whole Snoke thing, and, like, for this? I mean, they should have just renamed the series the Palpatine Wars. What's that? They should have just renamed the entire series the Palpatine Wars. The Palpatine Wars? Wars? Yeah, yeah. So, whatever. Whatever. Anyway. Um, what, what else you got? All right, I'm gonna go with another favorite of ours, The Hobbit. Mm. So got a couple of these too. Battle, Battle of the Five Armies. Um, I got some real beef with my man Peter Jackson. <laughs> so I gotta say, I was a huge nerd when they announced they were making these movies because after the Lord of the Rings, there was nothing more that I wanted to see on the big screen was a CGI friggin' Smog the Dragon. I'm a huge fan. I was super stoked. Um. The Desolation of Smog was awesome. Uh, he got eight minutes of screen time in the friggin' Battle of the Five Armies. Now, Peter Jackson turned a 300-page book, which arguably would be like, eh. One, one movie? A movie that? and a half? One movie? movie yeah, and a half? like a 100-minute movie. He turned that into nine hours of film, which means he basically used every backstory in the appendices that he could to fill up three movies. You're telling me we couldn't have expanded the story of Smog the Dragon more than eight friggin' minutes in that movie? That's a good one. Dude, eight minutes. And and, and I think I think he's falling after he gets the arrow in his heart for a <laughs> yeah. minute and a half. Yeah. I was so pissed. Um like we could even have gotten some backstory smog to like, you know, set up set the stage yeah. in the movie. What was but... he doing before he went and sat on that treasure? That's it. Or like I mean when, we got like... back we got backstory Smeagol. Well, oh, yeah, oh, exactly. the ring. Well in the first Hobbit, they only show you like a quick glimpse of how he burns the town and takes the uh the mountain. Why not sh- why not show like a ten minute backstory of what really happened? How did he know about the gold? How did he smell it? Eight friggin' minutes, bro. And hey, fun fact about smog. I guess uh I guess he took a hit because he was once the Number two on Forbes' list of fictional movie characters, he was number two at uh, $60 billion of net worth. <laughs> he has now moved to seven. Oh, he has been making dethron- richer and richer bad guys. Bro, he's been dethroned by Santa Claus. I'm assuming that's due to the government funding that he's getting. From Fat um, Man? That we're going to see in Mel the movie, Gibson? The Fat oh, Man I can't soon. wait. But yeah, fun fact about Smog. Yeah. 
Okay. Sorry, that was my yeah. That was uh, my well, one. along those lines, but, but going back to Star Wars, um, and this is just a small one, but like one of the most infamous lines is like, "Oh yeah, that's the ship that made the Kessel Run in uh, twelve parsecs." Eight parsecs, whatever it was. Um, can we not get like we? How many movies and, and shows and stuff have we had? Can we get us? And, and maybe I haven't seen all the cartoons, so maybe it's in there. But like in the movies, can we not get a scene, or in the Mandalorian? Tell me where we get someone like show someone making the Kessel Run. Like, come on, like. <sighs> It's one of the most famous things in Star Wars, like among Star Wars nor- nerds, is like the whole Kessel Run thing, and like we ca- we can't get a thing of like a scene, like a twelve minute scene of someone making the Kessel Run. Right, that's fair. No, that's a well. And they even did. They I mean, even did, yeah, they did fun. the solo backstory and didn't even show it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I like I had to do my research, and I was like, mm, I was like, you know what? I only watched Solo once. Maybe they did have it in there, and no, no, it wasn't. So that was annoying. Uh, that's a good one. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Terminator here. Mm. Uh, Terminator like Two: it. Judgment Day was on IFC uh, the other day. My dog got me up at like 4:30, and Judgment Day started at like five. So I was like, "Ah, right, well, I haven't seen this in a while. We put it on." Um, why is Skynet so bad? It was there. This technolo- technology advanced being of like robots and. I, I we call artificial intelligence. Why are they so bad at sending people back to kill this kid? Oh, I, I don't understand. Point. Like, how long does it take them to realize that they failed the mission? Like, why don't they just send back a Terminator every day until this kid's dead? <laughs> I'm really like, but like, I understand they've they've had like nine sequels now that are none of them make sense or follow the timeline. But like, I just don't get it. Like, what what like why did they have to wait eight years to send another Terminator back to try to kill him from the first one? Like. Does does the entire plan like play out like in each loop, and then they realize when like as they're being destroyed, oh shit, we didn't kill John Connor. Let's send another guy back now at a different <laughs> point in time. I don't get it. They're this advanced advanced race of artificial intelligence, and they can't they they can't figure out a plan to send back these like undefeatable, undestructible machines to take out a, like an eight year old boy. I don't know that uh that was really highlighted to me in this one. Yeah, yeah, that I, I uh that makes that makes total sense. Um. I'm gonna go back to Lord of the Rings. Okay. And 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 we talked about this at the time, but at the end of the la- of the last Lord of the Rings, the third one, Frodo has to go with um the elves to that island because why? And like, it, you know, you you've said like, oh, I'm pretty sure like in the books they allude to the fact that he was stabbed by like one of the the wraiths that you know because that scar is so painful or whatever. Like he has to go like. No, like it's not in there. Like nothing. Like, why does he have to go to the island? Just because, like, I'm like that's a good guess, and like maybe that. But like, dude, you you just like did all this sacrifice so that the Shire could be peaceful, and and like, you're not gonna stay at Bag End. You're just gonna go to like this island with the elves. Why? Would... Yeah, they never really did thoroughly get into that whole thing. <laughs> just like, they, yeah, like give me something. I don't care what the Which explanation to another, yeah, is. But another like... point: you, you you had a three and a half hour movie. You couldn't have spent five minutes explaining why he had to go. Thirty seconds, something <laughs> like. Just it made no sense. Uh totally not, totally not. It uh, was it was it was just to set you up to be crying when he had to say goodbye to all his Hobbit friends and Samwise. Yeah, exactly. It was just it was just the the grab, the the emotional grab. 
All right, what else you got? Oh, man. Oh, I'm starting to feel these. Um, I'm going to go with Avengers. I'm not going to – yeah, so Avengers Infinity War. I'm not going to go into the specific because we're, we're going to do a thing where you just start crushing the Marvel movies. That, yeah, I'm so yeah. behind. I started having kids, and I stopped watching Avengers. Yeah, I, for I reference, me and Jordan used to see all the movies when they came out, and then he just started to yeah pop out kids without asking or worrying about how that would impact my life. So – he stopped yeah, seeing Marvel movies, that. and I was on my own. Um, so in Avengers Infinity War, uh, Doctor Strange, I'm still not sure why he just didn't use his portal powers to open a gateway to get the Avengers off Titan uh, to avoid what inevitably happened. He does it in the se- the subsequent movie, but doesn't do it in that movie. Um that's all I'll say because I don't want to ruin it for you when you start watching them. But yeah, that sounds intriguing. That's a real big like. Uh, you have a magical power where you can travel in between universes. Uh, like maybe we should use it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, I got one more Lord of the Rings one. Um, and this one, a lot of, a lot of people talk about and it's, it's legit. The Eagles, like the Eagles come and save them. And it's like all the time. I, I like, you know, and I don't mind like a little deus ex machina, like just like kind of like, some some kind of BS thing comes out of the sky to save them. That's fine, but if you really if you're trying to destroy the ring in Mordor, like okay, plan A: put your wizard on the back of an eagle and try and just just kamikaze that thing and into, into, that the, in. into the mountain. Like plan A, right there. Like have an uh, army of the eagles and your wizard. Right there, try and get it, get the ring in there. Like, in fact, have the eagle swallow the ring so that it's even harder to get that thing, and then have that eagle dive right in, in, into the. Uh, I, I was gonna say, just have it ex- excrete into the uh, into the Mount Doom as it's flying by. Yeah. Okay. Like, it just it's just a little bit silly. We we have we have talked about that several times. Yeah, like I said, it's Instead, overall, let's, let's, I'm let's, fine let's, with it. But let's like, entrust this tiny on. person with That's no, plan a. That's with plan no a. fighting or survival skills to travel across Middle Earth <laughs> <laughs> against all these against tons of dangers that are hunting and hunting him, and uh, hope that just hope he stumbles upon the mountain. Mm-hmm. Good, all right, what's good, your next one? Good. Um, oh, yeah, I know you, you've never watched The Wire, but um, Omar's death in The Wire. Uh, that still bothers me to this day. Um, Omar is like this, you know, he is the gangster of all gangsters. Um, you know, it takes place in Baltimore. Um, he just ends up getting shot by some random, like five-year-old kid in a convenience store. Uh, it, it was so, such a letdown. Like when I was going through the wire and watching it, I was just like waiting for him to die in this epic, epic showdown with some like drug lord or just something and ah man that was such a disappointment and i know the point of it was supposed to be these guys can get shot by anybody anytime like that's the life but man i i just wanted better for omar so Mm. that's that's on my list i wish some of these i wish you would have seen because we can get into a little more yeah sorry um, yeah well all right i'm gonna go i got three disney's lined up okay Disney. yeah yeah it's gonna be great so I'm, i'm gonna go with moana um <laughs> okay dude it like came to me immediately like and, and I, maybe just because i have kids i don't know maybe people haven't seen it but like so and so let me set the stage i guess but like um 
Moana lives on this island, and all of a sudden all the fish are gone, and what's going on, and all the life is dying, blah, blah, blah. So she's got to travel out there, even though Moana, you shouldn't travel out on the sea, and she's got to figure what's going on out there. So she finds the rock, uh, Maui, and they got to restore the heart of Tefiti to, like, you know, to this goddess, and it's and it's the island is guarded by this, you know, big evil monster. It turns out the big evil monster is Tefiti, and they got to give her... Anyway, so they, they, like, fight this monster for, like, 30 minutes or something, but then it's resolved by them giving in and giving this this emerald to the monster, which then turns her back into somebody good, and it's just like, we could have done this first instead of doing this whole big drawn-out thing. Like, this made no sense. Like, the good the bad guy was actually the good guy the whole time. It was dumb. Anyway, if you're a parent and you have a kid and you watched it, and or if you're Drew and your wife makes you watch a lot of Disney stuff, um, uh, yeah, I haven't seen that movie, so it was really good. Like the, it was fantastic. Other than that, it was stupid. I'll, I'll take the word for it. <laughs> uh, what else you got? Uh, have you ever seen the movie Cloverfield? Yes. So the first one. Wait, the, what's I that? don't know. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember. I. Is the that giant, the one where they never show the monster? Yeah, until the end when it's like a giant praying mantis. Oh, I don't... Oh, I See, I now I don't even remember. So, like, there's an end... It's Stainer. Stainer's involved in the scene, actually, which is great. Why I also thought of it. So, basically, there's, like, three people left in the city of Manhattan after this uh, praying mantis creature destroys the entire city. Uh, they're in Central Park, I think, and, like, they're kind of trying to figure out their plan, this and that, like, what's going to happen... Stainer's like videotaping the whole thing because like he's trying to document it all and then like the next thing you know um as he's videotaping the two other his two other friends that are probably like yeah maybe like 20 feet ahead of him they get these like stunned like ghost pale white looks on their faces and he turns around and this 500 foot monster is like behind him like looking at him and then eats him like how the hell did a 500 500- foot monster just fuck sneak up on you like like nobody saw it coming like nobody felt the earth shaking like this monster it, there's no indication that this thing can fly and even if it could fly like no it just snuck up on him a 500 foot monster snuck up on this group of people. hey there sneaking up right up on you oh yeah exactly oh, dude, oh, i wish we had that family guy scene uh too we're not videotaping this but yeah. that's dude it was it's, it was the movie was absurd to begin with. That's all. That's definitely on my list of I want the ninety minutes of my life back uh, that we're gonna do one day. Yeah. But man, like, the, what? Once this, once this thing snuck up on them, uh, I just was like, all right, this is absurd. Can we, can, can we just be done with this? And then they decided to make two more. Yeah. All right. Well, um, here's the Disney where I really want to snap some necks and cash some checks. What do you you got? ready for this? Mighty Ducks. No, I'm not talking about talking about the flying V. The team was a juniors team and they all went to team usa and then they all went to the same college really like i get it works for the for the sake of doing the movies but like that's just silly like what the whole team just stays intact between (laughs) juniors and then team usa and then then college (laughs) yeah that's so dumb yeah that's that's a fair one that's a fair one oh anyway all right what's your next one Oh, man. What do I got? Three left here? Um, I'm going to go Breaking Bad here with a little Better Call Saul. I'm still... It still bothers me as to why not only Saul had to leave town 
but then like two years later he still can't go back to albuquerque i I don't get it like there's no proof that he was involved in any illegal activities um the only evidence they had was you know a junkie on a video confessing the story to hank and gomez who both died they never told anybody what was going on because it was because they didn't want to um you know they didn't want to do anything and get the word out on walter until they were sure and then uncle um god man, these are really hitting me i can't believe i can't remember i thought it was name. he had to run from from the uh cartel well hold on well i was saying uncle uncle jack's team steals the dvd so there's literally no proof and so maybe he i could see him leaving initially maybe being worried that uncle jack and his like neo-nazis would come kill him but then on the new like would it not have been front page news that walter white the biggest meth dealer in the entire history of the world was you know was found dead at a compound with 70 million dollars lying around and all these neo-nazis dead like clearly everybody was dead that was involved like why couldn't Saul come back I, I, that, that still bothers me. Maybe we'll find out as Saul comes to a conclusion this season, but I'm just like thinking to I myself. just thought because the cartel realized that that was uh, Walter yeah, White. The cartel's gone, man. Gus Fring took out the cartel, bro. Oh. And they oh. wouldn't have known anything about Saul. Like, Saul wasn't involved with them. Oh. Oh. But there's yeah. just no proof. I don't, And, like, it's, <laughs> it, it just bothers me. I'm just like, why wouldn't he be able to go back? <laughs> I don't and know. And even Jesse, because even Jesse, like, okay, maybe he doesn't know what happened to Jesse, but, like, if he had gotten taken by the cops, like, after after a few months, would it not have been national news that Jesse Pinkman, the uh, the assistant to the biggest meth dealer in the world, like, was on trial? Uh, that's so bad. I do not know. Again, maybe we'll find I out. I haven't but... really, I, I never went down that path. That's it it bothers point. me. So, I'm glad, I mean, I'm glad because Better Call Saul is friggin' amazing. Um,. I can't wait for that pod, but yeah, that's something I still can't get over. Yeah. All right, third Disney, Beauty and the Beast. The Beast never is given a name. Uh, they just keep calling him the Beast. Even when he turns back to a human, they call him the Beast. He surely had a name before he was the Beast. Even in the movies, The Descendants, when he's been a Beast for a while and procreated and now has a son named Ben, uh, they call him the Beast. Why? He's not a Beast. Like, that was a phase in his life. He was a man. He had a beard. <laughs> but why did his name isn't the beast? Like give him a name. Uh, so dumb. Fair. Fair. You're in a roll with this Disney stuff. Oh, that was my last one. Now I got I got two blockbusters that I want to ruin for everybody. And okay. then I'm done. It's not going to be about how Indiana Jones is completely pointless to the series, is it? No. Oh, I I've gone down that path before, and I I don't know I don't know if I agree with that, but I see where people are coming from. But well, that's maybe, just, maybe we'll have to do that. As I a mean, whole we're just taking that from the Big Bang, right? Yeah, yeah. Just keep. Just, what's your next one? Uh, I'm gonna go the Sopranos ending. Uh, did you even watch the Sopranos? No, it wasn't. A, I didn't have H. I never had H. I've never had uh, HBO in my life. God, so I don't. Other get than you, when I got a free in college. We gotta get you an HBO Go, pal. Or I guess it's HBO Max now. Yeah, like this. Somehow I watched um, Deadwood, and I, I borrowed somebody something. <laughs> yeah, of all, but, uh, of all the quality programs coming on, I love you Deadwood. Watched Deadwood. Well, why, don't you, why don't you give a synopsis on that, like you did on Wild Earp or whatever the hell that was? Uh, <laughs> open range, okay. Yeah, I I, I nailed open range. I think nailed I think, it. I think that you think you were giving a synopsis on open range, but that wasn't open range. Um, <laughs> yeah, the Sopranos, the fade to back end, fade to black ending. Uh, you know, 
the sopranos to me that's number one the you know the best tv series of all time um you know i i'm not a fan of shows like that where i need to interpret what happened like to me that's just a cop out from the you know the creative team like i want to know the tony conception yeah 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 basically um like did tony get shot in the back of the head or what or is he still alive like we don't that's not the kind of shit like i'm not watching that show for like the psychology of like the different themes of what happened like it's a mobster show that's awesome like i just give a definitive ending so and everyone was just confused because I th- i'm pretty sure like everybody thought their power went out and like we're more worried about like huh. oh my god is my milk gonna go bad in the morning versus huh. oh was this just some like thing where i'm supposed to like think like oh tony was never tony the point of it is that tony's never saved so every moment at any point in time he needs to be worried that he's gonna get shot by some random person wearing a members only jacket that comes out of the bathroom <sighs> yeah I, and I don't know. scene um all right well speaking of ones that are super obvious um we're gonna we're gonna go back to the blockbuster titanic jack oh, God, could fit on the door he could fit on the door <laughs> This has been Zapruder'd nine times, nine so different ways. Why did he have to just like just pull him up, take turns? I don't like yeah. anything. Like, There's just a, get up uh, on that door. Did you ever see the movie uh, where Jim Carrey's like God for like a week? Yeah, yeah. He does a great he does a great like interview where he's talking about that. He makes a joke about it with some old lady who he's like, "Were you how old were you when you were on the Titanic?" Um, and he goes. Could you have not been as selfish and taken the entire door? Could you have taken turns? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's up there, bro. That's a good yeah. one. I, 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 yeah, I, I should have put that on my list. I just stayed away from it. Stupid. Um, all right, what's your last one? Uh, I'm gonna go to probably my favorite movie franchise of all time. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna hit the Rocky series here. Oh, I thought you. Okay, yeah. Go ahead. Where would you? What? What did you? No, no, no. Go ahead. No, no. I got a good one that, that you you will love. But okay. go ahead. Okay. Um, so the all the all hated Rocky Five. Yeah. Um, I, the, I I almost brought that up actually. So I I don't I don't shit on Rocky Five as much as everybody else does because a lot of people don't know like Stallone basically had to rewrite pretty much most of the movie like two weeks before they started shooting because he like he was he wrote it originally that he was gonna die at the end and then MGM or whoever the hell or United Artists was basically like. Yeah, we might want to get a couple more sequels out of this. So you got to change that. So that's why Rocky Five was kind of like whatever. But you know, he loses. You know, he comes back from Russia. Um, you find out that Paulie signed a power of attorney away. How Paulie even had power of attorney over Rocky's assets? <laughs> I don't. I don't know how that happened. But um, you know, he signs it over to their accountant, who like loses all their money in these investments. But then he has a scene with who I think is is like his manager or his lawyer. And, you know, Rocky, he just finds out that he can't fight because he's got brain damage. And he, and Rocky, you know, smartly goes, it's all right, man, we'll do some commercials, we'll start getting some money back. And the lawyer basically goes, yeah, it wouldn't even matter. Like, with your loan shark history, you wouldn't get it. Yeah, no, 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 nobody would get involved with you guys. And I'm just like, and the recent scandal of somebody stealing his money. Not that he lost his money, but someone stole it. Even as a five-year-old kid when this movie came out, I'm scratching my head. I'm like, so wait, so wait, you're telling me. That's pretty much the biggest American hero in the world who just beat Ivan Drago, who killed Apollo Creed with his bare hands. You're t- and single-handedly ended the Cold War. 
You're telling me that guy can't get a freaking commercial <laughs> to make money? Like, it, which is ridiculous because he was a loan shark at one point. In Rocky Three, the first four minutes of the freaking movie is him making commercials. He's on Sesame Street, for God's sake. He's, he's, he's sitting there shadow boxing freaking Burton Ernie. And, and you're telling me now, like, now that he's even more popular after after being Russia, the oh, Russian, you're telling me he great. can't get a friggin' like Dove soap commercial? <laughs> Dude, it I'm was. So, I'm telling you, when I was five, a Slim Jim I, commercial. Come dude, on. I was five and I didn't even understand. I'm like, yeah, but it took him so many takes to do those commercials. He wasn't exactly. But oh my god, it. I just was. It was insane. I'm just like, this makes this makes no sense. How? What do you mean? Even and even even as the series goes on, you're telling you're telling me this guy can't get an endorsement deal. Oh, dude, it was <laughs> it was so absurd and so ridiculous. I just oh, to great. this day to my core that I I could I could live with every other bad plot line of rocky five i cannot but that i wish they would have just left it out and not even talked to it man rocky rocky balboa like oh. oh my god and he fought the russian for free he fought he vacated his title and fought the russian for free to va- to you know to avenge the death of like the, the other most beloved american hero in apollo creed and he can't yeah guy the guy the guy can't book he can't book a lay's potato chips commercial get out of here <laughs> get out of here Oh, uh, all right. he, you... he would have he would have done a condom commercial, but he doesn't use them. He doesn't use them. Ah, another great line. Um, That'll be another right. pod. Well, I'm gonna wrap you, it you up with just something. Rip off Rocky that, that... trivia in, in quotes, and I'll tell you what which one they're from. Oh gosh. Go ahead. Keep um, going. All right, this is the last one. So um, this has been fun. Um, hope we stirred up the crowd. But um, this is one that you and you and I have talked about a bunch. At uh, Dark Knight Rises. Um. And I'm gonna say, do you, can you guess where I'm going with this? Um, you could go. I I almost had Dark Knight Rises as well, so you could go a couple directions. Where where are you going? Ta- just take. I want I want your guess. I want. Are, your are guess. you going with why he had to stay in like why he fake had to stay in the plane to drop the bomb in the water? No, 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 no. Uh, so he so he gets put in the hole and he climbs out of the hole. Oh, and, how do you? How did he get back? Yeah. How did he get he back? He gets to Gotham back City in presumably day? across the world. Like what? Like four days or something. I think it was like one day, dude. It's, yeah, yeah, and and uh, and he has he he has nothing but like he, I think he's even barefoot, quite honestly. And he but he has that satchel. He has that satchel. Oh man! And, and at the time it came out, Drew's just like, so what's he got in that satchel that he made it across the world <laughs> yeah, the whole day? He, like he's got like a what? secret beeper. Oh man, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> I got a, another good Dark Knight Rises is <sighs> that it doesn't it still doesn't hold water. Why? Why did all these bad guys get to go free? Because Harvey Dent killed a couple people. Like, why? Why does the Harvey Dent bill that was put into law become null and void, and like all these bad guys that committed crimes get to get out? Like, I've never understood that. Like, why that was a thing. I don't know. Yeah, it, it made no sense. Well, Honestly. I mean, they released prisoners for COVID, so I mean, that's a thing. Sure. Sure. I think uh, that yeah, I think that makes more sense than that plot line. <laughs> it, it just made no sense. It's like okay, like cool, like he was a, he ended up like being a dirty politician after he you know got his face blown off to smithereens. But like he they passed a bill into law that actually made sense to put criminals behind bars. Like I don't I don't think like they didn't they didn't un, they didn't undo all of Bill Clinton's like things in the White House when he was you know getting a handy under the you know the over office desk. Like it doesn't make any sense. Uh, he's probably getting more than a handy, but. Well, I was, keeping, I was keeping a PG for the kids listening, so 
What else? What else you got? On the, on the that was list? it. That was it, bro. Oh, that was the last one. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I, I hope that I ruined some Disney movies: Mighty Ducks, Lord of the Rings, um, Dark Knight Rises. That was just. Did we talk? You know what? You know what? Also, I'm gonna go Star back. Star Wars, Palpatine. I hope, hope I ruined that, bro. If you were going, if you were going Mighty Ducks, we we could have talked about how like how did how did Charlie Conway become good between two and three? <laughs> Like how did he get? How did he become Adam? Ba- he went from being like the the coach's award to being like Adam Banks good. Like how'd that happen? He developed, all right. Hard like, work. Like, that's how. You know what it was like? I guess because Jesse wasn't the third one. Maybe it was like um, Space Jam. Like he like absorbed his powers and skill to like the fuck, <laughs> and he became good. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, that's a good plot. Oh, God, I'm actually really pissed at myself for not thinking about because I go on about that one forever. Oh gosh, for all you Charlie, Charlie Conway lovers out there. Oh man. All right, man. Well, this this was fun. Um, I got nothing else. What'd you yeah, say? Yeah, uh, anybody. Um, if anybody has their own movie. Um, yeah, we'll read them next week. Shoot shoot us a message, text, email. Yeah. Call any, any whatever. Plot holes or uh, disappointments in movies Tweet. that really really grind your gears or uh, or stir up the crowd. Stir up the crowd. Like Wait say. till we get the jingle out. Shoot us the uh, shoot us the email. But uh, yeah, next week's gonna be exciting. We got a big fight coming up. Uh, day after thanksgiving i think we're we're debating uh a live pod during thanksgiving dinner no, just can throwing you, back beers. can you imagine yeah it's gonna uh, be it's gonna be wild we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna make something something happen next week so yeah. uh yeah man well until next time big kisses peace